To be honest, when we first started the, you know, the process, the rehearsals were really fun and I felt like this is going well. For whatever reason, when we first got into the space, the recording space, like the first couple of days, I just had this feeling like, I wonder if this is going to work, <laughs> which sounds weird because, I mean, of course it's going to work. It's great music, it's a great band, it's amazing teams of people doing all the things. After several days of rigorous rehearsals, guitarist Chris McQueen and the rest of his snarky puppy bandmates were ready to take the stage at Deep Ellum Art Company in Dallas. But you know, there's just like, you don't want to put out something that doesn't rise to the standard. Everyone that I know who is an artist is constantly battling that. But it's impossible to not feel a certain way when you're like, wow, we've made some cool records. Um, what if this one isn't one of them? And so, yeah, I think with the first couple of days, I just, because it had been so long since we'd done it, and it's sort of like, I know we can make a studio album. I know we can play a live gig. Do we still know how to do the live studio album with people in the room? In the finale of Osiris Media and Ground Up Music's Snarky Puppy, transmissions from Deep Ellum, Snarky Puppy finally take the stage to record Empire Central. All right, listen, I want to stop because... You know, we got to do two gigs tonight. Dallas has always been special to Snarky Puppy. It's where they cut their teeth after forming two decades ago at University of North Texas in Denton, just a short drive down the road. When the ensemble finally descended on Dallas's Deep Ellum Art Company to record Empire Central, its new album paying homage to the city it owes so much to, the band's bar was as high as ever. To audiences, the success of a group of world-class musicians like Snarky Puppy can feel like a foregone conclusion. But even after laborious practices, the success of those eight gigs over four nights was far from assured. Snarky Puppy had to resourcefully adapt to an unusual recording climate and find creative inspiration through it all. Guitarist Bob Lanzetti. The identity of the band is really half composition and half improvisation. And, and the improvisation is very sort of uh, informed by the composition as well. There are certain things in the compositions that are always going to be the same, and then there are certain things that are very open for interpretation. So it, it keeps it exciting for us too because it changes from night to night. And it also changes depending on who's on stage. Mike Harrison from Glasgow, Scotland, and I've been working with these guys, Snarky Puppy, for almost 10 years now. I met them when they were in their first European tour. I was a house engineer in one of the venues they played, Stereo, Glasgow, and we must have struck up some sort of rapport because I gave Mike contact details on business card after the show. He said, if you ever need any help, when you're in this part of the world again. So, it seems they did. You know, they enjoyed what I did for them that night and asked me to come out and work for them on the European tour and it's been basically an unbroken run of tours pretty much since then. You know. For years, Mike Harrison has been part of the team that helps Snarky Puppy's complex sound translate to listeners 
both in performance venues and on headphones and stereos after the fact. My role is pretty definite. Uh, there's three audio engineers, uh, mainly Nick Hard is the chief engineer. He typically records and then mixes the record product. Uh, there's Matt Reckia, his expertise is really stage and monitoring for the band. We switch roles when we're on tour doing live shows, but I'm in my usual role, which is equivalent to front of house in, in a show situation. And it's just to deliver the headphone mix to the audience, the paying, paying, paying audience that are there every night. So I think it's felt if they're paying to be here, they, they need to get the best, the best possible experience on them. Like most things, Snarky Puppy, the band's audio setup is uniquely complicated. Getting separation between everyone is like really, really difficult at the moment. And typically where we would have, in our situation, uh, a concert PA system to put things over and space to spread people out to create that separation. We don't have either of those things here. So everyone's in each other's lap, which is the way the band likes to perform because they, they integrate best that way. But it's also not the engineer's worst nightmare. Fairly obvious objectives, a clear balance of all the instruments that we're using. Where that gets a lot more diplomatic or political, whatever way you look at it, is you have to kind of shoot for the best and the worst of everything. I can't feature one player, I can't prioritize one group of instruments, I can't feature any one set of people more than any others. Everyone's a principal potentially in different songs. Yeah, there's some decisions and some compromises have to get made. As the musicians of Snarky Puppy make split-second decisions on stage, Harrison and the rest of the audio engineering team has to be similarly responsive behind the boards. Without them, Empire Central and many Snarky Puppy recordings would not sound the same. So Mike is back there uh, creating a mix specifically for you. It's his, he has one job. And his one job is, is, to, is to try to kind of create a balanced mix on the fly. Can everybody hear me in their headphones? Awesome. Well, first off, welcome. Thanks for coming. We really appreciate it. This is uh, kind of officially night one of our uh, new album recording. The, the record's called Empire Central, and it's for and about Dallas. Um, yeah. I'd imagine that most of you have not been to something like this before. I mean, maybe, but probably not. The first thing that I'll, I'll just to kind of bring everybody on the, onto the same page. It's kind of weird, <laughs> the way this thing works. Um, it's not a concert. Uh, it's not like most shows you would see. Uh, technically, this is a recording session where you're just here <laughs> with us. Yeah, it's a performance, and yes, it's a, a recording, but just the whole atmosphere with the lights and everybody's kind of sitting close, and it's like being in somebody's living room, and that that's a very comfortable feeling. Drummer Jason J.T. Thomas reflects on the Empire Central sessions at Deep Ellum. It's like, it's almost going to be hard to go back to a studio after recording like this. This is, I can see why he wanted to get back to this. Like, we, we love being in the studio, and that's a whole other side of Snarky Puppy as well, and us as musicians, we're all studio nerds. But this, yeah, it, 
just is kind of unexplainable. I hope we do this a lot more, you know, in the future record, so. But yeah, for me, it is literally like sitting at home playing drums, just with your friends and family all around you. It's kind of a, an amazing feeling that you kind of can describe, but not really, because it's just, just felt. You just feel it. From the moment that people walk in, it's like, yeah, this is just a big hang. It's almost like being at a jam session. <laughs> just happen to have, you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment in here. <laughs> Still, the unique character of the Empire Central Sessions, not a proper studio session, but also not a traditional live gig, took some adjustments for JT and his bandmates. The main difference is, got people all around us. First show, when the people showed up, I was like, people like right there, and it's right there, and right here. <laughs> I was like, this is different. I've never done nothing like this in my life, so. Just that immediate combination of audience, concert, energy, feedback, and studio combined, yeah, that's intense. Yeah, the combination of both worlds is a mental, it's a challenge because I can, I'm, I'm definitely kind of a studio rat. Like I really, really, really enjoy the process of being in the studio and hashing out that stuff. So I'm one of those. So I love that process of being in the studio, but I also love playing live because it's just nothing beats that energy back and forth. I want to perform for the audience and give them a good show, but at the same time, it's, I know I got to nail this stuff for the record so that they don't have to do a whole bunch of editing or just completely take me off of something like. Guitarist Chris McQueen. It takes a lot of like mental hurdles to jump through to think about, I'm going to perform this solo as if I'm playing in front of these uh, these people in the room, because I am, but also as if it's going to be recorded forever and may be the final take, because we play the same song seven or eight times throughout the course of the week, and we don't know which version is going to be the final take. So you really want to like crush as many of those takes as you can. Um, and so it takes a lot of mental hurdles to figure out how to do that, especially for improvising, but also for playing the parts correctly, just the regular parts of the song. You want to... Do it, uh, do it correctly, but also with enough energy to get the feeling of the live room and impress the audience and bring them there with you. So, um, yeah, I think that at first I was kind of like, man, I hope this works. Because, <laughs> um, you know, this is a lot of production to put together if it doesn't. But, um, but then after a few days, it actually started to really feel right. To pull off Empire Central, Snarky Puppy utilized its greatest strength, numbers. Each of the group's talented musicians pushed one another to their creative limits and lent a hand when the going got rough. Drummer Larnell Lewis. I feed off of everyone in the band. And the reason why that happens is because I actually label myself as the sheepdog in the band. So for me, I take the responsibility of keeping everyone in line somewhat to the vision, keeping an eye on Michael, making sure that he's cool and he's comfortable. But if anyone's suggesting anything or everyone, anyone's playing a particular rhythm or guiding the contour dynamically, I'm there as long as we're you know, all listening. But, and for me, having a conversation musically with everyone 
listening and then having an opportunity to talk and then also feeling the appreciation as well for what it is that I'm offering up. And I learned this early on. You got to leave your ego, let it get lost by, you know, DHL or whoever, you know, what, choose your airline to lose a bag. They send it there, you know, wherever socks get lost and you'll be good to go. Woodwind specialist Chris Bullock. When playing live with this band, it's like a, there's a wealth of, of energy to draw upon because of just the sheer number of musicians in the band. More and more as I make music, I'm always like really trying to listen to around me and not just be so focused on what my role is because it, it's more fun. Just like, you know, like that friend of yours that just talks over everyone and everyone eventually is like, maybe we don't invite them. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to be a, like a, a open to other ideas that I hear and also like just watching people like it, this it's been fun with these chairs in the middle of the room and just watching people's reactions and wondering like okay well how's that different than I might react to this musical moment and letting that kind of like be a guide you know because they're just as much a part of it as we are the music making experience so drummer Jameson Ross says the audience's impact on Empire Central can't be denied when you put people in the room it changes everything because you can feed off of the energy in a room. It's not like people are talking, but they're smiling, you know, they're looking, they're, they're being in the room. And the spirit in the room is just something that starts to filtrate the music and come through in all of the decisions that are being made musically. I think for every great musician and every great band, the pinnacle of how you perform is essentially when you react to something in real time. But when you're in the studio and you don't have people around, you're thinking about reacting. You're not reacting, you're thinking about it. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to this part next. Man, by the time we start playing song three, we're not thinking about parts, we're just making music. It's how I think every band should record. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to the final night of our recording sessions for our, our, our new album, Empire Central. We're, we're, it's the last night of the recording. I feel like we have the takes that we need. And I feel like the whole band now like really knows the songs. They've like seeped down into a place where they're there enough where you can kind of dance and engage with the room versus like just trying to like remember everything and make sure, you know. I mean, I think a lot, most bands wouldn't start recording until right now, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, whatever, we do it a different way. Maz is right. Snarky Puppy does things differently. And that's what makes Empire Central special. Once the band got into the groove, its creativity soared in the setting. Chris McQueen. Like, I think after the, like, second night of shows was when it was kind of like, okay, we're starting to actually get the feeling now. And I think the next night was, was clearly like, this is really working and we're, we're really doing it. Which is just so cool because it's like doing this thing with your friends who are your known for so long but you also admire so much and we're like creating a new thing that we've never done before you didn't know if you could do it and then you are doing it and it's like you kind of like reinvigorate yourself and you're inspired by your friends and it's great I mean it's awesome the cool thing about Snarky Puppy is there's so many people in the band that like some nights it'll be one person's time to really blow the roof off and then the next night it's someone else's and it's just so cool. Uh, 
we'd like to invite a very, very special person up to, to play with us. Um, a man whose portrait is on that wall um, and uh, is kind of the, uh, if we had a godfather for this band, it would definitely be him, a man who's influences on every musician that's in Dallas right now and, and beyond. Um, please give it up for the great Bernard Wright. In a full circle moment for Snarky Puppy, Bernard Wright joined the band in performance at Deep LM Art Company. Two decades earlier, the fledgling band would hop in a van, drive from Denton to Dallas, and sit in with the musical genius during his legendary jam sessions, sparking a deep musical and personal relationship. Michael League. I mean, to be honest with you, since I hadn't seen him in so long, I was a little nervous knowing that he was coming, because I was like a little, because he he really invested a lot in us. I, he mentored several members of the band, and you know, I spent, you know, countless hours and days with him. I, I played at church with him three days a week, and I'd pick him up, take him to church. After church, we'd go out to see gigs. I'd take him home. The whole time we were in the car, we'd be talking about music, all this kind of stuff. You know, we did private lessons. You know, we played a million gigs together, and, and then when we weren't playing together, you know, I was at every gig he played, I think, for probably three years, you know. So, you know, with so much time in between the last time I'd seen him and now, knowing that he was coming, I was like, man, I really hope he doesn't show up and, and is, like, disappointed in what we've become. You know what I mean? Because he really gave a lot to Wright us. Wright was far from disappointed. He sat in with Snarky Puppy to record parts of Empire Central defining the session for many of the musicians involved. So for me, that, that's been hands down my, my favorite musical moment. It's been having Bernard playing again with us for the first time in 10 years or more. I would say if you had to really describe the band, I would just say it's Bernard Wright. That's our mentality, is Bernard's mentality, you know, um, towards making music. So when he comes and sits down and plays, it's always special. I mean, I would say that the second take of Take It, Bobby Sparks' song. It was the set two performance of the first night that Bernard sat in with us. For me, as soon as we finished the song, I thought, like, that's on the record. There's no question that's on the record. There's no way anything else could happen that would change my mind about that. Now, Wright is immortalized on Empire Central by way of his masterful solo on the song Take It. Keyboardist Sean Martin. I think the, my most magical moment for this recording was watching and hearing Bernard Wright last night play a song that he had never really played before, and he took the most dopest solo I've ever heard. You know, I mean, you know, but just hearing him like, you know, play over these changes, you know, for a song that he's never really played before, you know, that was magical. But that goes back to where this band started from. You know, you know, it, it goes it goes back to the root, you know, which is why we call him what you know, our Godfather, right? Larnell Lewis. So for me, with Empire Central, the defining moment or that moment that kind of encapsulates everything that's happened so far was the second 
that Bernard Wright started soloing on Take It. I just had to stop and look because I've heard the records, I've heard the sound, I know the lineage, but always hearing about Bernard Wright from the guys in this band and then hearing how their sound changes, the reverence in the musical moment, like there was so much about it that really just drove the stories, the the folkloric, like the all the everything, just the jokes, the moments, it all came together just at that first note for me. Chris McQueen. I think a big moment for me as part of this process was having Bernard Wright come hang out with us and play because he really was like, I mean, we've kind of said he's the patron saint. We've said he's the spirit animal, the godfather. He's all of those things. I still think of some of his like words of wisdom will come back to me all the time and they are still guiding me. And, you know, and for him to sit in with us and and play and still play stuff that's just amazing and still inspiring. It's just like full circle, so special. Bernard Wright died at age 58 in May 2022, shortly after performing with Snarky Puppy for Empire Central. But his legacy lives on through the album and through his impact on Snarky Puppy and countless other musicians. Michael League. Bernard is the one who told me years ago, you know, he said, you know, Chick Corea will always be better at being Chick Corea than me. But, you know, if I find my voice, no one will ever be a better Bernard Wright than me, you know? And, and, and I really love that advice because it's true that if you're really in touch with who you are as a band or a, an individual musician, any musician can watch you play and say, wow, I could never do that. But if you try to make yourself a clone of somebody else, that somebody else will always be better than you at being what they are, you know? So with Snarky Puppy, we're always trying to be conscious of that. If we do, uh, you know, if we base a song off of a rhythm from another place in the world, we try to like very quickly leave that place and go to our place and put it through our filters and and put it in, in our context so that we can do it in such a way that people from that place would go, wow, how did they do that? Instead of, oh, they're just like faking our thing, you know? Anytime Bernard Wright plays music, uh, you know, for me, that's a special musical moment. To scale it down sometimes is almost, it's almost kind of a like, ah, can we just take all of us out on tour? Like, come on, Mike, let's just, you know, at least two drummers, two percussion players. Like, come on, we can do that. So, the answer is no, we cannot. Right, I know. So, but, you know, then that brings the other challenge of, okay, three drummers, three percussion players, down to one and one. How are we going to do that? JT makes an important point. Empire Central's recording might be finished, but its story is far from over. The road comes next, and with it, new challenges. Again, it's never the the problem of, man, it's just like, this is a drag. Why do we even do that? It's more so like, all right. If I gotta add another snare drum, if I gotta add some percussion stuff in this kit, if I gotta add two or three more cymbals, whatever needs to be done so that we can cover it, bring it on. So it's just like, let's just, let's make it work. And it's, that's our kind of our attitude with everything. It's, it's never the attitude of, we can't do that. It's always the attitude of, what do we gotta do to make it work? It's a tall order because each member of Snarky Puppy played a critical role in Empire Central's creation. The sprawling ensemble enabled the complicated arrangements 
that ultimately brought the project's compositions to life. It's a rare creative privilege and one Snarky Puppy savors, even as the task of rearranging for the road looms. Here's Maz. That's something that I think I've gotten used to, to, to not really worrying about, you know, because we're, we're here to make an album and, and we just gotta make an album, you know what I mean? Um, when we go on the road, we'll figure it out, you know? We'll put our mind to that when that happens. So uh, it's not really worth worrying about that, you know? If, if we decided to sort of minimize the, the album by trying to make it something that would be able to put into the live format, like why would we do that? You know what I mean? We're making an album. Whatever form Empire Central's songs take on the road, they'll be intimately linked to the experiences the touring band's members had at Deep Ellum. Jameson Ross. And this is the part I love the most. There's a growth that happens. Because I'm sitting next to these guys, when I get ready to go and play their parts on tour, I am going to be literally growing myself in ways that I could never imagine. Because I have to learn what Larnell played, I have to learn what JT played, and they have to learn what I played. And we have to basically be a drummer in one that can orchestrate the entire machine of Snarky Puppy. That to me is the growth. And now having to take this music on the road and having to play it, the range of our musical abilities will be different. You know, it will change the way we play. Ross's drumming comrade, Larnell Lewis. The beauty about being in the situation right now, sharing the stage with Jameson and JT on drums, is one, I get a little bit of a break. <laughs> you know, I'm not mad at that, but then also I'm inspired by all the things that they're doing for the songs, whether it's how they approach each section, you know, what it is that they're doing to elevate a section that I may have heard at a different point. Bob Lanzetti. And with the whole band, um, as opposed to how it would be live, is, is always uh, interesting, an interesting process because, you know, we, uh, we realize that there's a lot of parts that aren't going to be able to be there. So the cool thing about making the records is that everyone can sort of, um, you know, everyone has their parts and you sort of stay in your part and your part makes sense for your instrument. Um, record, like voicings and everything, like the chord voicings and stuff have to be pretty much exact, you know, because otherwise it's going to clash because there may be like three people playing the voicings. Live, you sort of end up having to cover certain other parts. Like if there's multiple guitar parts, you might have to do some of those if they happen to be really important parts or keyboard parts, um, things like that. The cool thing about doing it live also is that there's a lot more room for improvising, you know. Not that getting there is simple. Mark Letiri. Uh It's going to be pretty daunting taking these songs from a three-guitar Mageddon to a one-guitar Mageddon. But that's what we do. I mean, we've been doing that for years, you know, bringing out all everybody to make the record and then figuring out how to wait, a way to make it translate on the gig. So I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm just going to have to practice a little more. <laughs> that process, reimagining complex material for the road, is another manifestation of Snarky Puppy's essential dichotomy. Its balance of densely rehearsed composition and improvisational spontaneity. Justin Stanton. 
the difference between the recording process and, the, and touring the music, obviously they're two completely different animals. The most obvious way is that we come to the recording sessions more often than not over the years with a lot of content in a very short period of time, like very condensed. So oftentimes we're sort of developing the music on the spot. And a lot of times we get, I, I, I'm always proud. And I think most of the guys are proud of like the way that it's developed once the recording happens and the way it's captured. But then after we tour and play hundreds of shows and play the music hundreds of times, you know, the music obviously develops and takes shape in different ways, you know, forms elongate and truncate and everything else. And it's, um, it's cool to see that process happen. I think one can't happen without the other. So what is Snarky Puppy? Larnell Lewis calls the band the funkiest WhatsApp group you've ever heard. Chris Bullock describes the group as the 64-color megabox of crayons. And most agree, Snarky Puppy is a group of staggeringly talented musicians playing a singular blend of jazz, R&B, soul, funk, hip-hop, and world music. But Snarky Puppy's essence runs deeper than that. The late Bernard Wright. So, you know, I play that music, sacred music, but Snarky Puppy is sacred music. In this dumbed-down society we live in, this is the most intelligent music going down on the planet, and it's the most accessible, because you could dance to it and listen to sounds and melodies and chords and colors and shapes that nobody else is providing. There's been this crossroads between the learned musicians and the natural musicians that could only have happened in America and then re-happened in Texas, which is the middle of America in the 21st century, and you call it Snarky Puppy. The creative atmosphere that has allowed Snarky Puppy to grow into what they've become and that will enable their evolution in the years ahead, has been fostered by bassist and band leader Michael Eag. Maz. Every member of this band is capable of being their own songwriter, their own band leader, you know what I mean? And, and has creative ideas and arrangement ideas within the context of what we do that are leadership ideas musically. Mike has always, I think, set up a culture where communication and mutual, like, there's a balance, you know what I mean, between really allowing people to be creatively fulfilled, which with these kind of musicians, it takes more than just playing your part and showing up and like, you know, musicians like this won't be happy to do that. You know what I mean? There needs to be some uh, more creativity, but then you also have to temper that with a balance. And at this point, we're so used to it, you know, just like, yeah, allowing for, for everyone's opinion and, and not being egotistical about your own. To each other has grown. Everyone as an individual musician has grown and gotten better as a writer, as a performer. Trumpet player Jay Jennings. Yeah, I, I, when I think of Snarky Puppy, I think of Mike League, but I've known him since he started it and we you know, went to college together and got there at the same time. I think he started it, it's his baby. He's the one who's nurturing it and has nurtured it all through the years. Uh, inspiring to watch him actually do that. It's 
still to this day. Michael League. It can be very tempting having 19 people in a band to constantly have 19 people playing, you know? And I think one of the special things about Snarky Puppy is that people are very happy to not play, which is, it's hard to find a group of 19 musicians that are like that, you know? I mean, that's like a very special thing um, to have people who are mature enough to kind of put the music in front of their own kind of selfish desire to play, especially when they've been training their whole life to be able to. And in the beginning, I think it was important that I tell people what I want the band to be, because otherwise everyone would have just shown up and done their normal thing and we would have sounded more normal, you know. But then at a certain point, you have to take, take the handcuffs off and let people express themselves and let people try and let people fail. But let them realize that they have failed instead of you telling them that they failed. You know what I mean? Because then people are really going to grow in a way in an individual way that they're emoting according to their own desires and that they're not thinking about pleasing you when they play, because for me, that's like death. If the band is playing to please the band leader, like, you're not gonna get this feeling, this synergist feeling of everyone on stage creating something that's that's greater than than, than the sum of its parts. So, yeah, I'm about it, I love it. I, the, you know, I would love that in 10 years, I don't say anything, I don't do anything, I just play bass. I think that would be awesome. Thanks for joining Osiris Media, Ground Up Music, and Snarky Puppy on the journey from Empire Central's inception to completion. Snarky Puppy, Transmissions from Deep Ellum, is produced by Eric Lenz and Jamie Margulies of Ground Up Music. Narrated by me, Alex Arif. Producers for Osiris Media, Kirsten Cluthy and Matt Dwyer. Audio production, Matt Dwyer. Developed with assistance from Brad Stratton. Written by Eric Renner-Brown. Artwork by Mark Dowd. Osiris. <laughs>